The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Thursday, January 27th, and there are three football games left. Assuming you don't count the Pro Bowl, which we don't. We are, you can watch this on YouTube, youtube.com slash pick six. Subscribe, rate, and review. This is the Championship Conference Championship Bold Predictions episode. If you're listening on Spotify, leave a five-star rating. They just added that. We would appreciate it if you listen to our podcast on Spotify. If you're, in, if you're watching on YouTube, reminder, we'll be live after the championship games on Sunday night. And we'll be live. We'll do a emergency live emergency broadcast anytime a coach is hired. So if you want to be made aware of when we will go live with those not only subscribe but there's a little bell to the right of the subscribe button that will turn on alerts you doesn't automatically do it so you got to press both of them if you press alerts it will tell you when we go live and uh even give you like a 30 minute heads up when we go live um following the following the actual games and of course we will be live after the super bowl and have tons of shows uh during the super bowl week so make sure and subscribe to youtube joining me to break down the conference championship from a bold prediction standpoint, the super friends, Ryan Wilson, John breach. What's up boys. Hey, great news breach. I went to the uh, dentist today. No cavities. Fantastic. I also have great news. Do you know who's playing on Sunday? The Bengals! Yeah! But also no cavities is huge. You know, I was say, is that better than my no cavities? I'd say it's equal. I'll give you that. All right. Fair enough. No big Ben, no cavities. No big Ben, no cavities. Uh, uh, um, we probably need to, and, and the other thing too, like if um, if Big Ben announces his uh, retirement, official retirement, which I would guess that he'll do at whatever point garners the most public attention. You know what's funny is that, uh, and Ryan, how would you feel about this? Big Ben announces his retirement, and the next day Tom Brady announces his, just to totally, or like two hours later, not even the next day. That would be absolutely hilarious. No, I'm fine with that. I don't even know if Big Ben's going to announce it officially. I feel like, you oh, know, he'll announce it officially. Yeah, he put that Raiders helmet on at the end of the week 18. Just it felt like uh, he had to do it. Wait, he, what? Just, he put on his Raiders helmet during the Raiders Chargers game because he needed the Raiders to, to we, they were going to win or whatever. Oh, right, 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 he had a friend who he didn't want to tie. And uh, of course, Breach bought the post of that in, in our little private message just the other day. Like he's going to go to the Raiders or something stupid. Uh, yeah. Jokes on you because we'll take Derek Carr. But anyway, I, I think he, he <laughs> retired after that week 18 game where they beat the Ravens and he had no conception of the, the Colts losing to the Jaguars that set out the wheels in motion for one more week of prolonged uh, whoopings behind that line. The um, it's also possible we get Aaron Rodgers retiring. And so if any of those things happen, we'll go live with emergency. Are you podcast. just making that up or there've been burbling? Uh, Sh- Sean that. Payton could quit. Gronk Sean could Payton, retire. Sean Let's, we're going to have 25 emergency. Podcasts in the, like what happens in the NFC South is Sean Payton and, and Tom Brady walk away from football. Or Tom Brady just goes and plays for another team. There's what if Tom Brady's like too. waiting to see what Sean Payton does? Or you well, know, what, if, like, what if he's waiting to see what Aaron Rodgers does and goes to Green Bay? Or Rodgers is waiting no, to see what Tom Brady, Tom Brady does. would never play in he cold would, weather. He would ever. not go to Green Bay, yeah. That'd be the last place Tom Brady would go. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, let's uh, since we're doing conference championship bowl predictions, let's just I mean, let's let's banter about these QBs for a little bit because I'm sure we'll get into it with Brady Quinn. Uh, or I'm sure we got into it with Brady Quinn on yesterday's show, but like the other you thing, don't, that you don't know if you got into it with him or not. Terrible memory. Yeah, I know. Um, the other thing that Aaron Rodgers said in his post game press conference is, and I got asked about this on uh, radio with my buddy Darren Smith in San Diego. Um, I don't know if Darren Smith, Smith likes you that much because he put up a picture from ten years ago where you had that old school haircut and no beard, and yeah. makes you makes you look incredibly different than you do now, much less handsome than you are now. I'll just say that. Oh, oh, ooh, okay. Nice. So you've gotten you think Brenton has aged well like fine wine? Oh, a hundred percent. Oh, it's very now compared to before. Like, uh, who's an actor that got better, like better looking at the old? Like Jeff Bridges probably is better looking now than he was when he was. 25 like the big lebowski i would say yeah i'd, I'd say that i'm more, you're not uh, that handsome don't get me wrong i'm just no, trying to no, think no, of a compar- <laughs> comparison in terms of people who've gotten better looking the older they got um anyway but, you were talking to anyway, Darren and he was like you know you heard this rogers thing about i don't want to be part of a rebuild he's like what do you, how did you take that and my initial thought was like I, like I, honestly i don't know but then I he, forgot. he says a lot of things. I know, but I had forgotten that. Do you know where the Packers stand? Do we talk about this? Where the Packers stand with their salary cap? We Monday's did 43. talk about it. 45 million over? Yeah. 40 million over. And so, so I think that's Rogers saying, I don't want to be a part of rebuild. That's his way of saying, you guys have like six weeks to figure that out. And if right. you don't, I'm out. So get and that then, under control. Well, here, then, here, here's the problem. The three most obvious moves to get down to about $9 million over the salary cap, which is still not enough to deal with. And by the way, I mentioned this on the podcast. Six players on that team account for 55% of the cap. Correct. Um, Rodgers being one of them, obviously. <laughs> yeah, the yes. uh, David Bakhtiari, you can't really cut. Uh, they wouldn't want to do that anyway. He, only, he didn't play very much this year at all because of injuries. Uh, but it's Preston Smith, Zadarius Smith, and Randall Cobb are the three very obvious cuts. I think that cutting your two, two of your best pass rushers, and Preston Smith hadn't been as effective. He's, he, he's probably getting cut no matter what. But Zadarius Smith has been very good throughout the duration of their free agent signing of him. Um, if you cut him and you cut Randall Cobb, I sort of feel like that's going to not sit well with, with Aaron Rodgers. So if Rodgers is looking around going, man, we got to figure out how to fix this defense that already was kind of a problem anyway. And you're also getting rid of my best friend on the team, Randall Cobb. And then you have to decide, are we going to give Rashawn Gary an extension? What are we going to pay Jair Alexander? You know, what are we going to do with Aaron Rodgers contract? I don't think he wants to restrain. So, there's just a lot of decision making that has to happen for the Packers. And the problem is like, how long does Aaron Rodgers wait around to figure it out? Because well, last year he waited till September 1st. Well, but I'm, I'm saying, but he so the Packers will have to be under the salary cap by the start of the the and Malafleur did say recently today or yesterday or the day before that you know there are mechanisms in place where we can we can figure this out. Basically, you know, the the sort of the the sneaky math that folks do to make the salary cap work. So I don't know how much he can do given how poorly they've managed the cap thus far, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, ooh, interesting. So, well, never mind. This podcast is coming out yeah, Thursday. Focus, focus. Yeah. Focus. Right here, Brenton. Right anyway, here. I, I just think that the Rodgers thing, and th- there is, you know, last, you know, the last two years have been like, man, there's going to be crazy quarterback storylines this offseason, but we have the Rodgers stuff. We have the Tom Brady stuff. Tom Brady usually doesn't indulge this aggressively in retirement chatter. What if he's indulging this aggressively just to placate his supermodel wife, Giselle Bunchen? Very is, possible. As I told Breach when you uh, you stepped away from the podcast last time, remember the, the the Facebook documentary, Tom Brady, where they spent a lot of time 
where they go? Costa Rica, Puerto Rico, and wherever the they go. Tom versus time. Tom versus yeah. time. That's right. Oh, yeah. And she, they had a lot of conversations about retirement and he just sort of, you know, said, okay, I'll retire. And then he didn't. And maybe he's like, okay, I'll say it publicly now and I'll still come back. I get what he's saying. And you only have so many years with your kids as they grow up. I get all well, maybe that. He's, maybe he's milking it for another documentary. <laughs> maybe he wants to get another document. Maybe he wants to help out his guy, Alex. What's Alex's last name? Alex Guerrero. Yeah. Maybe get him some, some, uh, some sponsorship deals after AB took all the money. I don't know. I'm just not completely sold. Um, I did notice that uh, like Tom Curran of uh, NBC or CSN, whatever NBC NBC Media Group out of out of out of New England. Tom has always been pretty pretty spot on with his Tom Brady project predictions. Thinks Brady will not retire this year, and that Brady does want to play because he would be the first ever like viable starting quarterback at 45, right? Uh. I don't know, I have to look back at those. In the NFL? Yeah. <laughs> no. Or college football. <laughs> well, I mean, like... Uh, it was, the Mars football that's league. That's a Greek. shock that you're even asking this question. Yes, I mean, he's, it's yeah. not even close. I, immediately, my 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 mind, my mind went to Vinny Testaverde, and I was like... George, George Blanda was pretty old, Breach. Yeah, was he was not a productive quarterback at age 45. He was a quarterback slash kicker. How dare you? Vinny Testaverde started six games at age 44. Oh no, but Breach thinks you're a moron for even bringing it up. So yeah, I mean he was with the Panthers in 2007. Like, you, George Blanda went five of 15 <laughs> at age 45. Five you passes. Can, I'll put it to you this way: even though you can throw 45 yards, I don't think you can go five for 15. I mean, I could throw five screen passes. Yeah. Uh, so the other thing I wanted to note: if there was any sort of uh, Aaron Rodgers and or Tom Brady to the Saints type situation, the Saints are the only team in the NFL with worse with the worst cap situation than, than uh, the Packers. They're like minus they're 70 million plus in the red. So if Sean Payton leaves quarterback situation is in flux, you're, you're waiting for Jameis to rehab his knee. You have uh, the rest of the crew there, Taysom Hill, uh, Ian book. I, I don't, that, that team could go from contender to, Oh boy, they might not win eight football games. Yeah. I, I mean, and you can't really like Michael Thomas is a trade candidate, I guess. You can't really yeah. cut him. If you cut him, you only save two million dollars in salary cap space. And then they have no wide receivers beyond him in terms of guys with experience or, or big play guys. Yeah. Can you cut Taysom Hill? You can't cut. Would, I mean, this is a problem. So maybe cut. that's why Sean Payton wants to take a break, let him fix the cap, and he'll come back in twenty twenty three. Come back to the freaking uh, yeah. Saints. Yeah, I don't know. That's a. I mean, Mickey Loomis is really good about about figuring out the cap space, so I, I'm sure he'll be able to. to I guess. I mean, he'll have to. I be mean, this is like it. Sean Payton saying, "Look, we've been kicking the can down the road on this cap thing for a decade now. We did it with Drew Brees' contract, and that's always been kind of a headache. Now we don't have a quarterback. Uh, we have. We're gonna have to do some crazy stuff to get under the salary cap, and I don't want to be here for that. He's he's pulling the Aaron Rodgers. Like I don't want to be a part of a rebuild. So I'm gonna go do something else. But it's like this team has been structured to go all in with Drew Brees. And then the year after Drew Brees leaves, they're like just trying to sort of make it work with Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill. They still won nine games. But yeah, I mean, it's. What about this bowl prediction that doesn't uh, have to do with the, the NFC or AFC championship? What if the Broncos traded their ninth overall pick to the Saints for Sean Payton? And then the Broncos go out and get Aaron Rodgers. Good God. Without the ninth over. Wouldn't that yeah, be? Yeah. Wouldn't you need that to get Rodgers? 
Well, I mean, no, if, they he, hire... if, he, if he forced a trade, whatever. Don't don't mess up my idea, breached. <laughs> I mean, I like the idea of Sean Payton being traded. I just don't think the Broncos. Okay, well, here's the thing: you trade the ninth pick for for Aaron Rodgers, and you trade next year's first round pick for Sean Payton. Okay, there that? we go. That's there better. Or what you do is you call the Saints and say, "Hey, we'll take uh, Sean Payton and some of your <laughs> bloated contracts off your hands, and we'll we'll slot him in there. Like send us Ryan Ramchek and his. I guess if you trade him, you'd still." Still have to deal with the dead cap space, but I mean, so if it's Sean Payton and Aaron Rodgers, just for shiggles, as we like to say, in that division in, in the AFC West, how are you ranking the division now, as we sit here, like just top to bottom? If they both leave, if Aaron Aaron Rodgers, oh, Sean Payton Rodgers are on the Broncos, came in, if Rodgers came to New Orleans and Tom Brady stuck around, no, no, Aaron Rodgers and Sean Payton end up in Denver. How does the AFC West stack up? Like, the, right? oh, the AFC That's West. the best team. Oh, wait a second. You still have to take the Chiefs. I'm no? putting the Chiefs at number two. Why? I mean, I want – no, no, no. Chiefs have won. Did you see the, so, right? the Broncos went 7-10 and 10 with the yeah. true Octetti Bridgewater. You don't think Aaron Rodgers is worth three, four games? I'm so, I, And if, if one of those games is a win over the Chiefs, that's you pick up a game. My on only the concern is that when Aaron Rodgers pouts because they're losing, he, he mails it in. He didn't do that. I'm not saying he did that over the weekend, but he's had what he has one game a year where they're getting you down. Gotta, you know, it's a, it's Sean Payton, Sean Payton's system, so I'm not worried about it. But you still have a new system, new quarterback, new. I don't new think you could take Denver first. Yeah, I think, I think you would take Casey, Casey one, Denver two, and then L.A. and Oakland. I think. Well, let me ask you this, Wilson. One day I'll remember they're in Las Vegas. Wilson, if you were could only have one, Aaron Rodgers or Sean Payton, who would you take? If I'm which team? If you're the Broncos. I think because Rogers Sean probably has two years left. Yeah, three I, think years, maybe Sean, I think I think take Sean. You take, you take Rogers. Ooh. Ooh. Here's the thing, though: those quarterbacks aren't leaving the AFC West anytime soon. And you have Aaron Rodgers for two years; you're not going to win a Super Bowl, and then you're stuck right. with the coach. You don't know who the coach is going to be, obviously. I mean, I, I feel like Aaron Rod- Aaron Rodgers will attract a solid coaching candidate to. Well, here here are the candidates for the. Hopefully, they're not hired by the time this podcast comes out. But uh, it was Dan Quinn, Nathaniel Hackett, and Kevin O'Connell were the three finalists, according to various reports. So, well, I mean, Nathaniel Hackett would, in theory, be the guy that tries to attract Aaron Rodgers to Green Bay. But I mean, uh, I'm taking Aaron Rodgers as opposed to those three guys, just because I don't know anything about them. I mean, we know about Dan Quinn a little bit, but would you rather have Sean Payton and Drew Locke or Aaron Rodgers and Nathaniel Hackett? Go well, the latter. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you can't make chicken salad out of not that. Drew Locke's chicken poop, but he's he ain't chicken. I mean, I trust, I trust, I trust Aaron Rodgers and Nathaniel Hackett to figure it out over Sean Payton and Drew Lockett. Yeah, Drew Lockett, Drew Lockett, Drew Lockett. Lockett. What's wrong with me? They're lost. Tyler Lockett's brother. Brinson's cut off. All right, let's get to the divisional. Well, let's round. Let's do a quick roundup of of our divisional round bold predictions. Oh yeah, I can't remember those. What are those? Bengals Titans. Nobody hit. Breach had the Bengals winning by a touchdown. Nah, that's incredible. It could have happened though. Could have, but it did happen. Bengals did win. You should have. Bengals won. Oh, you know what? Did you initially say Bengals win by from one to six points, and then you changed it to touchdown? No, you guys talked me into being more bold. I said the Bengals pull off an upset. They're a four and a half point underdog, and you guys didn't think that was big enough. So then I no, said, no, 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 that's not what happened. And then I said they win by a, a, a touchdown, a score, one score. I think you initially came out with touchdown. We'll yeah, to you guys were just talking up the boldness, though. I'm not giving anyone credit unless the predictions are bold this week. Wilson had uh, Joe Mixon with more rushing yards than Derrick Henry. He nearly got it. Mixon had 54. Henry only had six. Yeah, he didn't run well, Mixon. I was sort of surprised. I thought he'd have a better that, that defense. The Tennessee front yeah, did a great job. It was more Tennessee defense than anything else. I think, uh, you know, if if we were if we weren't uh, venge, vengeful, if we were uh, benevolent, we would give you credit for that because it's – No, we would give us both credit. 
No, not you. You're I not was only it. four points off. You were eight yards off. That's twice as much. <laughs> you're quitting eight. Uh, you're quitting points. I didn't remember yards. what my yes, bold I prediction am. was. I just did. Yeah, Brinson, your bold prediction. Now. I think Tebow just leaves it off so we don't embarrass ourselves. Uh, but your bold prediction was that T. Higgins would finish with two touchdown catches. He um, had a couple uh, drops. Not, and, and he had seven catches for 96 yards. He had a huge game. So I don't think that was that bad of a prediction. No. Um, 49ers Packers. We got a couple winners in the group. How is, how is Brent's picks? Three, uh, the amount of Rodgers touchdowns equals the amount that the Packers win by. How many touchdowns did he have, Breach? Zero touchdowns. Oh, unbelievable that you scored it with that stupid I didn't think loophole. it would work out that way, but that, I'll take it. It is so unbelievable that you stole that with that no, loophole. No, just, he is Kramer, just falls oh ass backwards God. into money. Doesn't Packers, Packers, should have, Packers should have won, and Rodgers should have had zero passing touchdowns, and, <laughs> and they, they lose in some insane fashion, and Breach steals it. Uh, I had the 49ers winning outright, which... What I have? Uh, uh, you had Eli Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell has more rushing yards than the Packers running backs. Oh, okay. Which was not accurate. Although Eli Mitchell had a pretty good game. Uh, well, I mean, actually, it was pretty close. He was only 13 yards off. Oh, yeah, that's true, because AJ Jones and, hurt. And the, and, well, Jones had the long catch, which felt like a run, if you, like if you're trying to flash back. But they finished with 66, and Mitchell had 53. Yeah, there you there go. You um, and that's uh, actually certainly bolder than just picking the 49er. I can't believe you get a point for that. I'm out of this running. I'm angry. What? Okay, what we got? <laughs> Rams and Buccaneers. <laughs> Mine was incorrect. I messed up. We had why I, is, I, I, what somebody is threw a challenge this? flag. Somebody threw a challenge flag on my. Uh, so I predicted a listener or a podcast person. No, me. Because <laughs> I was going back and looking up my bold predictions to make for the just, championship games for this show, and I realized that. I read off the wrong. So anyway, my prediction was that the highest total yardage in an NFC divisional game was 762, but that was the highest total passing yardage, not uh, total yardage. And so that would have been fine as my prediction then. Then they set the passing yardage record, but they didn't. They fell short. They finished with 695. Thank you for your honesty. Debo continues to mess up these bold predictions. and oh, so, so they had 787 total yards but only 695 passing yards. Right. What was the previous total yardage record? 931. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can't give that to you. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even give you didn't break, They didn't break either one. Um, I said that the that the Rams would win and Stafford would have no picks. Boom. And that landed. Again, the Rams thing doesn't feel bold. The Stafford picks, I'll give you that. Well, what did I that, have? That's literally what happened. I said the Rams will win. You guys were, that's not bold enough. I said, all right, Stafford, no oh, interceptions. Okay. Okay. Wilson, you said Odell Beckham would have more receiving yards than Mike Evans. And Mike Evans went off. Okay, fair enough. But that was like kind of not dead until one nineteen to six. Well, Evans touchdown catch, right? He had the fifty-five yarder. At that point, it was probably pretty close. I would imagine. Yeah. No, was... you were winning. Yeah. At that point. It's yeah. Right. If you knocks that ball down, you probably win that ball. So I should be mad at Cam Akers and the person that snapped the ball over Matthew yes. Snapper's head and all the turnovers. Yes, the water. Right. You should actually make a list of everyone you're mad at because it's a long list. All right, like, I, I, I know Cup had a huge game and like the 70 yard catch to set up the game winning field goal, but I mean he had uh, nine catches, 183 yards, and a touchdown. What a monster he is! Yeah, so even before that last catch, he still had over 100 receiving yards. So that's yeah. And Odell, like, look, Odell's have been a big factor for the Rams this postseason. Um, true that, without without a doubt, he seems happier not playing with Baker Mayfield. Make of that what you will. Uh, yeah, that's right. So I'm at. A total of three points for the full playoff so far. Bold prediction. Is this the kind of three? Yeah, yeah buddy. Uh, breach to, breaches at one. 
And I'm at 2.9. No. Yeah, we're yeah, just higher than that. Well, we didn't cover our Bills at Chiefs predictions. Nobody got it. Are you counting last week's points as well? Well, hold on. I would like to note real quick that Wilson, who predicted nine total touchdowns between Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, oh, uh, no. and it ended up being eight, so he was one off. And then I would I said Josh yes. Allen's total touchdowns will be double Patrick Mahomes' passing touchdowns. Oh, and so like Wilson's, I had it until the overtime <laughs> touchdown pass to Travis Kelsey. Oh. Wait, well, Wilson didn't have it till. It- no, he need, he would have yeah, I got Wilson, closer. Yeah, he got closer. But but no mine time. was correct until the game winning T D pass. And if you only count regulation, I got it. Between pass, that and the, uh, regulation, the Bills are playing the Bengals this week. So I mean that's you know what was Brinson's Chiefs Bills bowl prediction? Brinson was Devin Singletary rushes for one hundred and fifty yards and two. I tell touchdowns. you what, he he ran well that game. I'll give you that. He only had 10 carries for 26 yards, but he did, he had four catches for 25 yards. He just looks like a more explosive athlete. Than he, he started the early, the first few drives, he was running the ball well. I'm surprised he finished with that low number. I but guess the, after that, it's a shootout. The game, the, game, the, game, the game plan they tried to run would have worked for it. I mean, but they also decided, hey, if we're going to run it, we're going to let Josh Allen run it. Yeah. Well, right. he was That's running all the time. And then, uh, by the way, uh, Patrick Mahomes, we covered this in the picks pod, but Patrick Mahomes, 80 to 1 to lead the divisional round in rushing yards. And he hit. I believe he also led the divisional round in passing yards, which is just wild. I mean, I think it would have been bold to say that Patrick Mahomes has more rushing yards than Josh Allen. For sure. Yeah. It it would have been really bold to say he leads the divisional round in rushing yards. I mean, that's insane. That's something Breach would do accidentally and get it right. (laughs) When we were doing the picks, I looked at Allen. I was like, man, Allen could work. And then it was like, Mahomes could work too, maybe. But yeah. If Breach um, had won that Chiefs Bills bowl prediction and that stupid Green Bay one, that would have been that would have meant that the Bengals are winning the Super Bowl because that's just too too much. That's, that's right. All right, let's uh, let's get to the AFC Championship bowl predictions. Oh, we're doing one for each team. Oh, Debo. Yeah, yeah. It's very nice of Debo to not tell us that in advance. <laughs> yeah, I think he did tell us. <laughs> um, just kidding. Anyway, Breach, you want to kick us off with the Bengals bowl, bowl prediction? Saturday My? at 3 p.m. on CBS Breach. You know what's on Sunday, Sunday at 3 p.m. Sunday, Sunday, so I hope nobody at CBS is listening. Yeah. Sunday, 3 p.m. Eastern. I'll be in Australia. That's what I meant. By the way, a uh, a podcast listener, Debo didn't tell us who it was, but they had emailed Debo. I don't know why you're emailing Debo, but sure. Uh, to say to ask what what would have happened if both the Chargers and the uh, Rams were hosting their respective title games. Obviously, that was a long way from happening. Chargers didn't make the playoffs. Uh, My oh, guess was that both teams would play on the same field at the same time. Right. You just have four teams playing at once. Right. Just that would be interesting. Uh, the reality is it probably would have been uh, Sunday and Monday, right? Breaching that we decided. Yes. The, I mean, most likely because we've seen the Monday playoff game already. And this, the NFL actually talked about this in, in 2008 with the Giants and Jets and said it would have been Sunday and Monday. So I don't see why they would change that. Yeah. And plus, since it's a championship game, you have two weeks till the Super Bowl. So there's not a huge the rest advantage the, the day you lose is not a big deal. And I mean, you're talking about an absolute ratings bonanza because you go from, I would assume that they would move the CBS game at 3 PM. Oh, they both be at night, 6 30. And then it would be CBS Monday night football involving. Uh, I guess it would be the, it'd be like the chargers and the chiefs or something like that. Uh, would be fun. You anyway. mean char- chargers and Bengals? Sure. It to be Chargers, Chargers and Chiefs. Can know. it be the Bengals? Yeah, sure. Okay, thank you. Okay. Anyway, your your bold prediction. 
Well, what seed are the Bengals? Are they the four seed or the three seed? They're the four seed. Okay. And they're playing the two seed. In my in my hypothetical here, the Chargers were the four seed and the Chiefs were a wild card. But anyway, because the Bengals would host as the three seed. But I see your point. Anywho, continue on with your bold so, prediction. So, my bold prediction. I mean, we all know half of it. And that is that the Bengals win this game. And that should be enough of a bold prediction because they are a seven no, point it's not. They underdog. Won. They, I don't care about that. They beat them previously. That's Seven not bold. point underdog. You're not All getting. Right. I will give you point two five points for that. Then, if we're doing and that. I'm going to add on to it that during okay. this game, Joe Burrow, there we go, breaks the AFC title game record for most passing yards. Mm. The record has stood, and I researched this one. I didn't botch this one. This mm. record has stood since 1984. Dan Marino, and it's uh, 421 yards. Okay, well, you're not winning that one, so that's fair enough. <laughs> You I might, mean, you might win it. <laughs> if we're being honest, you probably should have just gone with the 424. Joe Burrow breaks the record because right. he could break the record in a losing effort. Well, then I'm making two bold predictions. You can't. It's either get, you get one big half a point. No, no, no. No, it's a combo. I want two bold predictions. No, you get one Bengals bold prediction. Look at this guy. He, he gets a little. And I agree that Bengals winning the game outright. I feel like if your team is in the title game, you should be entitled to one extra bold prediction. No. If what the Steelers are in it next year, Wilson, you can make two bowl predictions. I'll write that down. I mean, what are what are we doing? This is this is what you're <laughs> bargaining for. Bruce just put this in his contract. I don't want to. I don't want to pay raise. I want two bowl predictions for the Bengals on this play. <laughs> uh, well, so, and by the way, as Breach noted, the Bengals are or the Chiefs are seven point favorites. The total of this game opened at fifty three and a half and has already climbed up to I believe fifty four and a half. It's moving up pretty steadily. It would be pretty shocking there if we there weren't a ton of points in this game. As not a points out, our producer, because Debo's doing other things. Uh, Breach, Breach can make two bold predictions, but if he gets them wrong, it's minus two points. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, oh, I like that, Nada. That's a good call. Um, no, no wait, comment you, from Breach. You get, you get, if you get them both, you get. Wait, so he gets a half for each? No, 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 no. Yeah, what? What no, are no, you no. smoking? Four? What is this? What is the multiplier? Four points. It's a multiplier. It's a two big multiplier. If you ever <laughs> played Powerball, you got to get the multiplier number to win the Powerball. Well, I'll tell you what, we'll we'll give you this. You can have a half a point for each one you get right, but you lose a point for each one you get wrong. No, that's not fair. Two. That's horrible. Well, then, all okay. right, here's the thing. If you get them all right, you can get four points. If you if you don't no. get them right, then you're you're out of the competition. I don't think they make any Super Bowl bold predictions. No. Well, you're that, out. you know what? If I get them wrong, that means the Bengals lost. I don't want to make Super Bowl <laughs> bold predictions anyway. He's literally just predicting the same outcome from the freaking what was Dan Marino's record? Four twenty what was it? Right, it's just burrow through for 446 and the Bengals won the last time these teams played. Like yeah. there's a decent chance that the, the Chiefs are up 21. Okay, well, it was that simple. How come Patrick Mahomes hasn't thrown for 421 yards in any of the three past AFC title games? Probably because the Chiefs are winning. Mm, mm, uh yeah. they went to overtime and lost uh in one of them, and he still didn't hit 421. They didn't go to overtime and lose last. It's not a dunk. They were winning. They lost in overtime. He got an extra quarter to hit it. He didn't get the ball in overtime. That was the whole point. He got an extra quarter. No, he didn't. Get, he didn't touch the ball. Remember that was. Oh, he had four full quarters. We're talking about against the Bills. Oh yeah. Oh no, that was divisional round. What are we talking about? All right, Wilson. This is ridiculous. I know. I'm, I've, I've tuned you guys out as I think about my ball prediction. I'm like checking uh, golf scores. All right. Oh my god. Breach. I'm going to go with with one of these two. That uh, the Bengals have a special teams touchdown. Is that bold? Uh, I'm glad you have two, first of all. And yes, that's bold. See, everyone brought two to the table. No, I, I'm not. I'm going to choose one. I'm not going to go with both of them. Oh, you should go with both. So either the Bengals score a special teams touchdown, which is breachy and generic, or Joe Burrow 
Is Joe Burrow having two turnovers? Is that bold enough? No, we let the NFL in interceptions. That's not bold. All right. Uh, three turnovers for Joe Burrow? That feels pretty bold. That's bolder. So I know what you'd prefer. I, I think a special teams touchdown is more bold than three bold. turnovers. Yeah, but at least less likely to happen. <laughs> That's I need to I need to make up ground here. So what is more likely to happen, Brinson? Three Joe Burrow turnovers or a special teams touchdown for the Bengals? I think a special teams touchdown for the Bengals is bolder. What is more likely to happen? I need to get Burrow back. had three turnovers in two games this year. I think Burrow three turnovers is more likely to happen just because this right. is a terrible twice line year. that gave a bunch of bunch of sacks. Melvin Ingram is wrecking havoc. Um, we, All right, know, I'm going to go with the special team touchdown. I'm, I don't think the Bengals had a special team touchdown this year. I think because that's last... block punt. That's you know kick return, punt return. Right. We know what special teams are. Well, I want to make it clear. Write that down, Breach, so we have it because okay. you'll try to rewrite history. <laughs> so that's what I'm going to go. Bengals special teams touchdown. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, it's not going to cash, but whatever. It's going to cash. Bengals special teams touchdown. I love it. Okay. Um, my bold prediction, and I'm going to need your your research assistance with this breach because I think I know the answer, but I want to make sure that I'm correct. Jamar Chase, who <laughs> already set the rookie record, can't wait to hear this. Most one. receiving yards in a game will break the single game AFC Championship record for most receiving yards in a game, which I believe is held by Cliff Branch. Is that correct? Um, you guys chat, and I will consult what, the record book. What number do you have? Brentford. I have I have 186 for Cliff Branch. Oh, that's a lot. Okay. 1974. I don't want to be like 74 yards or something. That's well, so Wilson, record. Wilson, you guys are. No, this is not the single rookie either. This is the single all-time record. Yeah. Well, right, but both you guys, one of you bashed my prediction because Burrow already threw for 446 against the Chiefs, and and Brinson's making the same prediction of something already Jamar Chase already did against the Chiefs. Oh, that's a good point. That, that's to good Wilson, point. who just called your prediction and then, and then good, he, even though he bashed me for doing the same exact thing. Yeah, that's fair. Thank you for correcting me, Bridget. He said it would qualify as a bold prediction. The AFC title game record officially goes. So that is the AFC. That's Is this an AFL Bolitnikoff situation? Yes. Okay. But it it was in the Super Bowl era, so it counts. What what does Fred have? Bolitnikoff, 1968, had 190. So it only adds four yards. Yeah. I mean, basically, he's got to go for 200 receiving yards. Here's the thing. It's it's bold because if C. Spagnuolo doesn't cover Jamar Chase again, then you deserve to win it. (laughs) I mean, what are we doing? Yeah, um, I, I'm fine with the breach. Are you okay with it? How concerned yeah, are you? I, I think if you break an AFC title game record, whether it's the passing one or the receiving one, if it stood for more than 20 years, it's a bold prediction because Tom Brady has played in how many championship games? You know, there's been some great Peyton Manning and none of these quarterbacks have been able to break that record. So if Joe Burrow comes in and does it on his first game and if Jamar Chase breaks a record that has held, been was set 1968, those are bold. That's bold. Okay. Um, yeah, I agree with that. That's my take. Okay. Uh, did Cooper Cup? Oh, no, that's right. Steve. Oh, man. The NFC divisional record for receiving yards is insane. Was it like 220? Anthony Carter in 1988 for the Vikings had 227. Steve Smith in 2006 against the Bears had 218. Um, Tom Fears technically 19, in 1950 had 198. I don't know if that qualifies. And then Irvin, 192. Oh, sorry, divisional. That was NFC Championship game for Irvin. Uh, Randy Moss had 188. Cooper Cup, 183 this year. So he's like fourth all like all of a sudden. Um, are, what is your concern level for these, these predictions we're making with the Bengals offense, given what we saw from 
the Bengals offensive line against the the Titans breach. Well, you know what's funny is that uh I, I don't know, you know, watching them play against the Titans, that's the highest level. Joe Burrow got beat up. That is the worst worst Straight. you can get beat up in a playoff <laughs> game. He took the most sacks in playoff history, tied for the most sacks, and he still threw for 348 yards and they still won. And the Chiefs' defensive line isn't as good as the Titans' defensive line. They sacked, so, him, four, they sacked him four times back in Week 17, and he still threw for 446 yards. Yeah. And he, and Jamar Chase still, and, and I think that was the best. The Chiefs, like they harassed Joe Burrow in that game. The Chiefs did, and they still got diced up. So, like, it, it just I don't even know. My my concern level is that they the Chiefs will come out with some super offensive game plan and put up 55 points. I'm not concerned about yes. Burrow and the Bengals' offense being able to put up points. Yeah, this total is nothing, doing nothing but climbing, 54 and a half. And it's I only going to jump now that I just said that. What's that? I said now it's only going to jump because as the as a Bengals fan, my concern is the Chiefs just scoring on every single possession. Um, And the final score is going to be like 55 to 48. It's trending right now like it's going to be not too windy, nine miles an hour, pretty standard about the Oh, it's great day. weather for – if, if you're the Bengals – and you're getting 45 degree or whatever it is weather in January in Kansas City. That's unbelievable. That's a pretty big win, I think. Is it? I mean, yeah, oh, is, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I they just, see, it was 27 degrees. It was 27 in Nashville. So 45 I don't see how this game doesn't end in a shootout. That's what What'd it feels you say? like. How does this game not end in a shootout? Feels like a shootout. You guys keep talking. I want to do my Chiefs over because you're going to talk. It's going to sound less bold the more you guys keep talking about okay, the. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> or, I mean, Wilson, score, nine touchdown passes. Give us your. Uh, your, your what's the uh, over under in the game? Four and a half for the third time. Um, uh, you say 54 and a half and a mm-hmm. hook. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm gonna go over 74 and a half. This game hits over 74 and a half. Yeah, that is bold. I'll give you that. Oh, good. Okay, so that's 30, 37, 37 to 38, something like that. I think like 41-34 is completely in play final score, I think. And that would be 75. There you go. uh, Let's see if we can do... Write that down, Breach. 74 and a half. Got it. Got it. All right, here's... uh, On on Caesars, you can actually do the odds for alternate totals. Okay, what do you got? 68 and a half is as high as we can go. 68 and a half would be four and a half to one. Plus four. Ooh, I, I like that. I mean... I don't know. I'd like a little bit more than that. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Plus yeah. four, like if you bet a hundred, you would win 450, which is not bad, but, but that's just six, eight and a half. So if yeah, you yeah. could ostensibly bet higher, it would be right. A greater number. So 61 and a half. You know, I was going to say 70 until touchdown. you guys kept talking, but well, 61 and a half is two plus two twenty five, And then 68 and a half is plus four fifty. So ostensibly you're talking about a seven to one, maybe mm-hmm. 10 to one, just cause you're it's an insanely high number. Right. So yeah. I mean, I think that qualifies as bold for sure. Um, that would be fun. We would get very good ratings. What is the sort of the game script? I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, is it like just everybody bombs away, or is it because remember the no defense know, the week seventeen? It was Chiefs fourteen nothing, and then Burrow hits Chase for that long bomb. The the uh, the Chiefs answer on another pretty lengthy drive. I think it's like last week's game, the Bills game. I think it's just like two great quarterbacks, and you can't stop them no matter what, and you just. The game's over when the the final whistle blows. By the way, quickly, just about the overtime thing that people keep winching about that we can change it, it's fine, but it wasn't unfair, number one. But how is this any more fair? Each team gets the ball. Um, if because, they score a touchdown, the Chiefs get the ball too. 
So, right. So let's say the Chiefs score a touchdown and the Bills come back and score a touchdown and the Chiefs score a field goal to win it. How's that any more fair? I mean, it doesn't matter. They still got one more possession than the other team got. Yeah, I mean, I you, get a, you, get a, you get a I, – I think you would feel if you're the if you're a Bills fan, you would – you know, let's say the Chiefs stop you, which is pretty unlikely given how the game had played out. But let's say they do, you at least feel like you got an opportunity to to secure it and then to stop the Chiefs from kicking the field goal. But I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, like you, like you did in that very first drive when they marched down the field. And I think it's just more – why does an ambiguous thing like a coin toss determine who gets the first advantage to winning the game? I, 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 I think, get it. I think it's the same thing as I don't, I don't, I don't recall losing an argument to Sean Bleeper McBleeperson over this, but um, it's like in 2018 and in 2021, you know, Mahomes and um, and Josh Allen respectively had played incredible games and didn't get to touch the ball because of a coin toss. Adam Shine, I saw it pointed out, what you do is you, you, it was like basically like when the, when the original coin toss happens, if you defer to the second half, you also get a selection. You also get the selection in a hypothetical overtime, which is really interesting because no, there's strategy down the stretch. I thought, Brace, you said someone te- uh, tweeted at you about... No, nah, I mean, why should you... Like, the coin toss, I I was going to say the team that didn't get to decide the first time should get to decide. Like, why should you get double rewarded for winning a first quarter coin toss, you know? Like, you know, the one that the person sent in to me said that in the playoffs, the home team should get the ball first as a part of home field advantage sure. in overtime. And that way, both coaches can coach late in the game knowing... Because in that Bills Chiefs game, Sean McDermott would know the Chiefs are getting the ball first, and he could plan a court. You know, and maybe you go for two, so the you're field exactly. you're, you're, instead of instead of going up three. Although I think with 13 seconds, you still you probably still kick the extra point. Right. But but you know, if there's if there's 25 seconds left, maybe you go for two, so the field goal doesn't beat you. Right. Uh, because you know the Chiefs get the ball first, and since you know there's not the number one seed is the only team that really gets a good home field advantage now because they get the buy. So that gives at least a small perk for any team that does have the home field in the later rounds. If you win your division, you know that if you go to overtime, you're going to have the advantage. Yeah, I, I, I'm fine with that. I mean, like, it's home field advantage. You should. Be and that was sent to me from someone on Twitter. That was my idea, and I I, I loved it. I, I, it rewards home field advantage. And I don't see how anyone could argue with that. Um, I agree with that. Uh, like, Brace, you won the ball you first, a, get home field advantage. Do you have a ball prediction for the Chiefs? My bold prediction for the Chiefs is kind of goes along with the lines of Ryan's. Not, not really. copying off of him, but it is that the Kansas City Chiefs give up the most points they have given up all season. This guy's going all in on the Bengals, baby. <laughs> Their previous high was 38. So the Bengals would have to score 39 or more. That is so bold. Bengals score 39 or more points. That is and the odds in Vegas right now, the Bengals over on 35 and a half, because that's as high as it goes, is plus 606 to one. You okay. bet that? So less bold than, than Wilson's, but also could work with. No, we don't know that it's less bold. Yeah, it is it's less bold. Are you, hey, are, by the odds, it says, I think my, mine's more bold. How's that? The Chiefs also have to score a ton of points. Unless, I mean, I guess the, the, the Bengals could, could score 74, well, if, five points by themselves, but. If, if the Bengals scored a 30, if the Bengals scored 39, then the Chiefs it. only have to score 36. If you don't score 39, you're getting that 74 and a half. I'll the over's you. happening. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. The regular over is happening of, of 54 and a half if the Bengals get 39. Now, that would be really, really bold. The Bengals score 39 or more and the under hits. 
I was going to say what stifling of Patrick Mahomes in the Chiefs offense. I think the boldest thing you could say about the point score, like the the Bengals shut up the Chiefs, like that would that would be the boldest thing you could possibly like that should well, be ten thousand to one. The thing is that teams that have been good against the Chiefs defense this season have been good if they've played them twice. So like of the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of the eight games where they gave up the most points, two of them were against the Chargers and two of them were against the Bills. So just offenses they struggled against once they struggled against twice so i think they are going to struggle to slow down the Bengals. all right i will say that my bold prediction is that jared mckinnon has 150 total yards oh total good i was gonna say he's never getting 150 rush yards that's fine i like that yeah it's Um, definitely bold yeah i think that he had 80 78 i think they're just I, I the the logic here is that this game turns into a shootout, and McKinnon is the guy who's catching those short passes. Maybe the Bengals can get some pressure on Mahomes. They're trying to play that cover two shell, forcing him to dink and dunk underneath, and McKinnon goes for a hundred and fifty total yards. All right, let's take a break, and when we come back, NFC bold predictions. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. NFC Championship, 49ers at the Rams. Rams minus three and a half. The total in this game would be something that you think I would know offhand, and I somehow don't. It's not 54 and a half, I'll tell you that. <laughs> it's not. It is uh, 46 and a half, much lower. The uh, ran, the 49ers plus three and a half minus 120. Let's get into our bold predictions. Uh, Breach, you can start us with a 49ers bold prediction. Uh, my 49ers bold prediction. You know, Ryan predicted that the Bengals would score a special teams TD. My prediction is that the 49ers score a defensive touchdown and win the game. Oh, and win. How about that? Does that count as a does this a is it or is this a defensive slash special teams touchdown or defensive? No, touchdown? he didn't say that. Defensive. Yeah. Just clarifying. Defensive only. Defensive and, touchdown win, and, and win and win the game. That's one bold prediction. You don't get two points for that. 
Do you think that that is going to come via a Matthew Stafford interception, or is this coming via oh, a fumble? I mean, we saw him fumble four times against the Buccaneers. Who knows? Could be a fumble return for a touchdown. Could be a pick six. Stafford uh, has thrown the fourth most in NFL history. Who knows? I'm really struggling with the both of these games in terms of how I want to pick them because my my heart leans one way and my head leans another. And in fact, in this 49ers Rams game, you know the history of McVay and, and Shanahan makes you really it makes it really hard to pick against the 49ers. And yet you have to think back to the last game. The Rams were up 17 nothing at half, and it looked like the 49ers were toast. And Shanahan completely this is the first time ever Sean McVay's lost after leading at halftime. Um, so well, it's actually two out of the last three weeks the Rams have done that because they they almost they lost. Almost, last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's your uh, what's your bold prediction here, Wilson? Debo Samuel's. Uh, I think he has a crack rip, so that I can't do the Debo Samuel leads the world in rushing because I'm concerned about his health. Um, I think uh, Kyle Shanahan said he's expected to play. Yeah, but I don't. I mean, just one hit. You never know. Like, you don't want to bank on him sure. to do a bunch if he's if he's not a hundred percent. Oh boy, this is crazy. This is crazy town. I'm going to go see if you guys will give me this. Elijah Mitchell, Kyle Juszczyk, and Brandon Ayuk. I don't know if that's going to work. All score touchdowns? Combined, that, to, have, that would, that would combined to have more touchdowns than the than the Rams skill position players. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. Elijah okay? Mitchell, Eli Mitchell, who, and what? Juszczyk and Brandon Ayuk? Yeah, that's, yeah, sure. So they don't all have to score, but they combine to have more touchdowns. They could have one, and the Rams and, and the 49ers went seven nothing. And th- then the Rams skill position players. So no defensive touchdowns for the Rams. I'm talking about like uh, say, yeah, yeah, like or the let's say the, the 49ers win fourteen seven. Right. Cooper Cup has a touchdown, but the yeah, you're taking the Elijah Mitchell back, the second wide receiver and the fullback against Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham, Tyler Higby, and whoever else, He's Matthew right. Stafford, anybody. Yeah, but they they all they at least one of those people have to score, obviously. It can't be like a breachy and you get a zero and you get a win somehow. So, so no, you don't want to take a push, is what you're saying. I know I think a push is a push, but <laughs> I mean, you know. You don't get any points for a push, though. I'm out of this thing. I'm just trying to come up with something bold. So you writing that down, it's Breach? Bold. Mitchell it's Juszczyk, down. It's absolutely bold. Ayuk outscore the uh, skill position players of the that all right. Absolutely qualifies as a as a bold one. Um I will say that I'm trying to think how I want to phrase this. I will say that uh, I don't know if you guys would give me this one. Huh. Well, because it happened in week 18. Hmm. Say that Cooper, I mean, uh, Tyler Higby has more receiving yards and touchdowns than George Kittle. Touchdowns and receiving yards? He he beats George Kittle in both stati- uh, statistics. Just in the Week 18 matchup? No, no, no. And, no I'm, I'm, that's my bold prediction, that Tyler Higby is a more productive no, I get, I got you. receiver than George Kittle. He's saying it might not be qualified as bold because it did happen in Week 18. Right, yeah. But it's not like Tyler Higby is a high-usage guy here. My problem, of course, is Jimmy Garoppolo, not George Kittle, and how he fits into the equation. Breach, how, what's your ruling on this? I'm fine with it. Okay. All right. I mean, it, it qualifies as somewhat bold. It's not the boldest, but it's That's not, the thing. not bold. Actually, I guess that would technically be a Rams bold prediction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get minus points for that, then. I suppose you could say George Kittle 
just do the reverse if you want to do the, the bowl predictions that George Kittle doesn't do as well as Tyler Higby. Um, for the 49ers. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Actually, this is a bowl prediction. Jim Garoppolo does not throw an interception in this game. Did he throw one? Oh, yeah. He threw two against him last time. No. Who, did he throw one against the... He throws one every game. The Packers? He throws one every week. What was the Packers interception? Uh, He definitely threw one. I think he did. I can't remember what it was. The last time he didn't throw an interception was week 15. No interceptions for Garoppolo. No t- interceptions or no turnovers? I'll go no turnovers. That's fair. Oh, boy. Now that's bold. Yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't turn the ball over. Let me introduce you to a guy named Von Miller. Yeah, Von Miller, Aaron Donald. Yeah. Jalen Ramsey. I mean, there Jimmy Garoppolo six, is currently six games on a this season where he did not turn the ball over. And those six games, he did not play. And he has <laughs> 10 games. Is that 10 games where he did throw an interception? Right? Um. Well, he didn't start two games because Trey Lance, I think, had two starts. So, yeah, ten games where he threw. He yeah. The the Forty ers are seven and zero when he doesn't throw an interception. And by the way, yes, in in uh all but one of the in all but one of those games where he didn't throw a pick or yeah when he didn't throw a pick, the Forty ers won by double digits. So in other words, like if you believe. It, it would be, it would be, I, I think that's pretty bold that he won't, because okay. this is expected to be a close game with two division rivals. If Jimmy doesn't throw a pick, like if they hang Jimmy over half an interception again, I'm smashing that, even despite my bold prediction. All right. Well, here's my bold prediction for the Rams. I'm going to do this before Breach steals it. And you won't take this one because this will just make you angry. Matthew Stafford has twice as many interceptions as Jimmy Garoppolo. What? That's bold. Wow, that's bold. So I just need one and two, and, I, and the Breach and zero, zero hits as well. Because zero times two is two. I mean, zero, I mean. So that still uh, works. Zero and zero doesn't work. Twice as many as zero. That's equal. But zero and zero that are is equal. Reaching. No, no, no. That's it. No, that's not <laughs> the same. It's not the same math. Two times zero is what? Zero and zero are equal. Yeah, no, that's no, no. all that if matters. Can, if you can steal it. <laughs> we'll let the listeners decide. You, If you can steal it with Rodgers has zero passing touchdowns. That is a fair. Players. That's actual math, though. The backers had a zero margin of victory and Rodgers threw zero touchdowns because they're <laughs> that's it. And he said two times zero times two. No, it, right. And zero is not two times. Zero, more than zero. Zero. I know I made my own point for you. Breach. That's fine. Whatever. Thank I'm going to twice as many. So I need two and one. That's what I need. Can't believe we're right. arguing math on this podcast. Uh, Breach, what's your. Rams bowl prediction. My Rams bowl prediction is that Matthew Stafford breaks the NFC title no. game for most record for most most completions. Oh, why complete? There's some. There's something here. Records 33. The most completions he had in the game this year was 31. So he'd never hit the number. Who has 33? Aaron Rodgers. Surprise! It's not Brady. 33. Wait, hadn't Aaron? I guess Aaron Rodgers been like NFC title gonna, game. So Brady only had one. I would. Oh, my bowl. Right, right, right. What am I th- yeah, yeah, just NFC. I mean, the ball prediction might be, well, they struggle against 49ers. They doesn't even throw the ball 33 times. That feels. Unless they fall behind. Well, that's why I was saying they struggle against the 49ers because, you know, the two weeks ago, the Rams ran the ball, and I think Saber had, what, 17 attempts. Yeah, but it would be pretty. That's pretty, why it's I bold. Think, I think it would be pretty shocking if, if this was just an absolute dog walk, right? What's a dog walk mean? Like the, the Rams just beat the 49ers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can never say boat race because I always forget what it's called. And then yeah, you say motorboating or something like that. <laughs> um, the Rams and the 49ers, for, and I, I guess this is just through. Wait, Brinson, what was your 49ers prediction? Or do we make your Higby one the Rams prediction? What do we do there? 
Oh, I guess I could go Higby here instead. So um, wait, is your Higby over Kittle? Is that your 49ers prediction? Uh, no, no, that my 49ers prediction is Jimmy G, no picks. Okay. Right. No, no so, turnovers, no turnovers. No turnovers, excuse me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. Um, if you go and look at, so DVOA, these team, two teams for the regular season were fifth and sixth, respectively. Uh, the Rams fifth, 49ers uh, sixth. If you add in regular season and the playoffs, which the uh, Football Outsiders does, the Rams have moved up to third, seventh on offense, fourth on defense. San Francisco ninth and fallen down to ninth on offense, fifth on defense. And weighted DVOA third and fifth. So, I mean, still, you know, really good matchup between two good teams. By the way, Buffalo finishes the number one team. KC actually below Tampa Bay and slightly above San Francisco. So the good God, where are the Bengals? Oh, boy. And DVOA. The Bengals don't do DVOA. They don't care. They get sacked all the time. They're probably well. Bengals are 19th. Like, there's a clear delineation between the top three teams and then the the other guys. The Cowboys second the DVOA. Yeah, that tells you all you need to know. Hate to see it. Uh, my bold prediction is that Matthew Stafford. Oh, we're all four, going Stafford. Throws for four hundred yards and four touchdowns, Good and the Rams Lord. and the Rams win by double digits. He's piling up the bold prediction. If you hit on that one, you win the whole thing. I'll give you. I'll give you the the trophy for the bold predictions playoffs. And if Stafford hits on that, that would be. That would break the NFC Championship game record for most passing yards. Which is? No quarterback has ever hit 400 yards in an NFC title game. How crazy is that? That is crazy. Who's the crazy? Who do you think has the record? It's happened in the last 20 years, since 2000. Since 2000, NFC title game. Uh, It's it's not like Jake DeLone, is it? It is not Jake DeLone. Um, I was just thinking back to that number. Is it Dante Culpepper? No, because they got... Um, it's probably not Rodgers because he doesn't really have the huge number per se. Uh, Ryan, do you have any guesses? Drew Brees. Drew Brees. It's not Drew Brees. Tell me again. I was reading something. Ryan, do you have any guesses? No, you have to give me the... It's Matt Ryan. Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) You picked up on it. (laughs) Ryan's like, what is Ryan doing? He's like, Ryan! What is he talking about? The most passing yards by a quarterback in an NFC title game is Matt Ryan, 396. Matt Ryan actually has the top two. Um, No. The first one was against the 49ers in 2012. When Kaepernick beat the... And then the second one was that was where the, the Falcons blew they blew like a twenty nothing halftime lead or something. That was that was their big one lead before the Super Bowl. Yeah. And then the other one was against the Packers in twenty sixteen when they won and went to the Super Bowl through for three ninety two. Because and they were home then, right? Were they in Green Bay? They were at home. Yeah. And I think every quarterback on the top no the top four quarterbacks you know usually you throw for a lot you don't win all the time because you're forced to pass you're chasing yeah, yeah yeah. but the top four performances in nfc title game history all no they didn't all win because matt ryan lost to san francisco what am i talking about nope but matt ryan beat green bay okay whatever all right so matthew all right i'll just i mean i think i mean i think if matthew stafford throws for forward to passing yards at the Rams are uh probably winning although i guess with mcveigh technically i mean i i honestly have no idea where to go with this game i'm i'm i love i love stafford and i have the 49ers uh, here's a quick stat from David Lombardi of The Athletic. If you break it down like this, you know, because obviously the, the 49ers have won six in a row. 
if you will just look at the fact that this year's games, they played nine quarters against each other. San Francisco dominated seven of them. Seven of them outscored the Rams 55 to 17 outgained them 701 to 342 and had a higher yards per play 6.2 to 4.0 in seven of nine quarters. That's a pretty extensive. And the two quarters, the Rams won. One of them was 14, nothing. The other one was only three, nothing. It was pretty easy. Like the first quarter, pretty even. So they really only dominated one quarter out of those nine. Yeah. I would say the one thing about those matchups that I'm trying to remember what week they played the first time, I guess it was week probably nine. It's either week nine or ten because the 49ers were three and five at that point in time. They probably had their buy, so it's probably week ten, right? Does that make sense? The yeah, there's three and five. Yep. And that was that Monday night game in San Francisco. They beat the pants off of them. That was a really, really desperate 49ers team. And the Rams were coming off of, I want to say, a game where they yeah, they lost to the Titans and looked oh they, oh, they had beaten the Bucks. And then immediately lost to the Titans on Sunday night. Everybody was kind of shocked by it because the Titans had lost Derrick Henry. And then they went to San Francisco on Monday night and just got absolutely paddled. They were it was 14-7, 21-7, 24-7, 31-7 before they kicked a late field, a late meaningless field goal. Uh, Stafford was awful, 26-41, 243, a touchdown and two picks. Jimmy G didn't have to do much. I think I, I my, my belief is that the Matthew Stafford we've seen in the playoffs – is people are having a hard time catching up to it that he is actually good in the playoffs because of the preconceived notion coming into this postseason based on his time with the Lions where he didn't win a playoff game. But this is a very, very, very different Rams team than what we saw. Now, you could throw that in my face and point out in that week 18, they had a 17 to nothing lead and gagged it up and lost 27 to 24. And, you know, Stafford had those two picks in the second half, not very good, but... I just don't think the I don't think the 49ers secondary can cover these Rams receivers. If Sean if Sean McVay is aggressive in the pass game like he was against Tampa Bay, instead of trying to pound it with Cam Akers, then I think that you could force the 49ers to play catch up. And if you do that, you're asking Jimmy G to go win the game for you like he did like he did in week 18. It's just a little harder to do. Wouldn't we agree with that? Yeah. Yes. Stafford. Faced a lot of pressure against the 49ers. He threw two interceptions in both games, got sacked multiple times in both games, five times in one of the games, two times in the other game, threw a pick six in one of the games. I mean, he's been a disaster against the 49ers. Nick Bosa is a beast, man. I mean, the 49ers, Eric Armstead's a monster. That's, I mean, look, that's where it's going to be won or lost here is like, what's, you know, like, what is the status of, you know, Trent Williams? What is the status of, um, how how am I blanking on the left tackle for the, uh, Andrew Whitworth? You know, like what what is the health of these guys on the line? Because I think that's what it boils down to for the run games and the pass games. And and how does Sean McVay coach the second half? Because, you know, if he if he's if he's the guy who likes to run the ball three times with a lead, then the 49ers will have an opportunity to come back. If not, I think the Rams can can pull it off. I do think that the indoor conditions at SoFi Stadium favor him. Although that of course was week 18, and we saw all the 49ers fans come in there and, and make it loud. We'll see. Okay. Anything else before we get out of here? Uh, no. Let's go Wilson on the bowl predictions because i got to turn this thing around. <laughs> okay. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Smash the like button. Hit the alert button, too. Subscribe and alerts if you want to be notified when we go live for emergency broadcast. Emergency podcast. There will be tons of them. The eight coaching hires still to happen, as well, of course, as a recap of 
Conference Championship Sunday. There's an emergency podcast in the feed. John yeah, there's, there's an emergency podcast in the feed. So go check it out. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. See you guys later.